from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. I'm super excited about the 10 o'clock hour and the 11 o'clock hour because coming up at 1030, it will be time for G's Don't Do It list for Valentine's Day. And then you're going to give some dues as well. Yes. But, yeah. I got some. I got 10. I got 10. Don't do it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I got 10. Are these based on personal experience? Oh, everything is always based on personal experience. <laughs> You had to make the mistake before you're like, oh. yeah. But, but, but isn't that what you guys want? You got, or you guys want me to do some research? No, nah, I'm giving you straight yeah, yeah, personal no. experiences of what not to do. Yeah, we and, like that. And nobody wants to know what I recommend you do because oh. you ain't gonna believe that. But you no, will believe I don't do it. There. Well, I think conversely, you, you you could change some of them, some of them into do this. Yeah, yeah, very true. There was one that really caught my eye on your list. I mm. will say. Okay. You're gonna have to guess which one that was. Oh, you like number five. <laughs> I don't know if he saw number five. Bingo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. And then coming up at 1130. Mm-hmm. Coming up at 1130. Yes. We're going to do something we haven't done in years. Mm-hmm. And again, you're going to have to call the number that we use on our texts. 888-973-5476. cairo If we have interest, we are going to open up our phone lines and allow you to say sweet nothings to your loved one for Valentine's Day. We're Mm going to save you that trip to, does anyone go to the Hallmark store anymore? Mm. Or to go to the grocery store where everything's picked over and you're, you know, finding that last minute Valentine's Day card. You're going to do something that very few people have a chance to do. Nikki, here's your chance. Ernie and Kent, here's your chance. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. Okay, let's get to it. What's new at 10? Okay, so we're going to start with automated traffic camera enforcement, which under a bill in Olympia right now could expand to nearly every small city in the state. But perhaps more interesting would be the part that the fines for low-income residents would be lower. So this bill that passed the House would allow every city over 10,000 people to install cameras to catch those who block intersections, crosswalks, and bus lanes. Right now, only cities with populations of over half a million can do so. So every Republican has voted against this measure, uh, likely because of this part, which is that it would allow anyone who is getting public assistance to get a mandatory 75% discount on their fines. What do you think about that? 75%. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good with it. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it because I was doing this thing. I wasn't doing this thing. My church service last Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it talked about fear leading into insecurity, insecurity leading into jealousy. And a lot of times, Ursula, a lot of the envy and or jealousy, it comes from a place from that person took what was mine. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when people say those things or are upset about someone getting if chef gets 75 percent off of his ticket, I think sometimes they forget. That chef getting that 75% off reduction of the ticket, it doesn't take away from them. That is that person getting help, right? So if we can just 
think about it and separate the two. Like, nobody's taking anything from you. You're fine. So in this case, yes, I'm for it. So I'm going to try to take a page from your book today because I like what you're doing. Okay. uh, Which is to respond with a question. Would we be encouraging bad behavior and for people to drive recklessly by saying that, hey, you know, if you get nabbed, and you are of a certain financial bracket, right. which is a lower bracket, right. that you are going to get, you will just automatically get a, a big discount, a significant discount to the point where, you know what, maybe it doesn't matter that you're going to be a, a, a crappy driver. Right. That, well, right. And, and, and I'm hearing loud and clear what you're saying about, you know, how is it, how is it going to personally affect me? I mean, I'm I'm not big into uh, padding the city's coffers or the state's coffers by uh, fining people. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But I do uh, think that there could be a chance that people say, well, you know what? I mean, you already talk about how crazy people drive. Every Oh, by the way, I shared with you during the morning meeting. I got hit yesterday. Yeah, it, uh, by the way, the, uh, once again. Hey, hold on, that morning. So when you say morning meeting, and <laughs> Chef, correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't tell us that until close to 30 minutes into our meeting. I know, because we that have business been, to do. That should've... was the asterisk at the end yeah, of the conversation. You, you should have yes. led off with that. A man named you're, Scott hit me, and he was very nice. By the way, you're so used to getting hit. I know, but again, the, our role, our, our role, and and. In his defense, in case he's listening, in his defense, it was on I-90 and they're doing some construction right there by Mercer Island and the lanes were narrowing and the people ahead of me suddenly braked and so I had to stop suddenly and bam, I got hit. But I, I, I digress. I, I'm just saying that I, I think there's so many problems already on our roads that the idea of, okay, let's just make it easier for people who get infractions to get off of them. Do you I, like getting pulled over? <laughs> no, I'm just no. <laughs> no, do, I really do, don't. Do you, do you, Chef, you know, like, no. there are people right now, I don't, and I'm not even exaggerating. You could be white, black, left, right, it doesn't matter. Some of us, a lot of us, don't even like to be pulled over. Forget the fine, just those blue lights in the back are enough. I don't think this will encourage people, oh, I'm going to get a 75% discount. Let me go out here and run traffic lights. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I raise it as a, a possible pushback for that. I, I mean, like is, it that. One, is it going to affect me personally? No. Let me give you just a quick perspective. To qualify for this, right, if if you are qualifying for public assistance in Washington State, you're a single person, you're making $29,000 a year. If it's two people in your household, it's 39000 When I started out uh, interning over on 710, I was making much less than that. And I got parking tickets here, which cost me $40 that I could not afford to pay. A red light ticket would cost about $40 to someone in that income bracket. The idea that that is not a financial penalty to someone who makes that little amount of money, I would say is not quite true. I I don't know if it will encourage folks. Okay, but but knowing that that there is a penalty that is really going to take you... I don't want to say take you out, but it's going to be a, a big difficulty. That, again, would be a disincentive to be a traffic violator. 
I think that what motivates people to change and not do things is the likelihood that they are going to get caught, not the stiffness of the penalty. Yeah, Alan texted in and he says, Ursula, encourage aggressive driving. It would encourage me to get on public assistance so I can get the discount. Okay, I doubt that that's going to happen. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and but someone at a party I, I, would say that. Yeah, but I think the messaging. It, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. Well, with here, it. here's the reason I, know, I think we I know, have but to I'm do this. I'm listening. The reason we have to do this is because we can't scale traffic tickets to income by any other means here in Washington State. Like we've talked numerous times about the finish model, charging people who make millions more for their traffic tickets. Yes. Without a state income tax, we can't we can't figure out everyone's right. income in the state. Can I throw in just one more quick uh, traffic related news headline on here? Sure. Something that we did not cover: Senator John Lovick's bill uh, that would lower the blood alcohol threshold to 0.05. Yeah. That bill is gone now. Did not pass uh, on Tuesday. Well, he seemed to be much more. He was I, optimistic. I'm optimistic. He was much more prepared when we had him on the show uh, for the reasons why. So it sounds like I'm going to guess that he's not going to give up. I'm going to guess it's going to come up again next session. That would be my he, guess. He promises to do text so. Text us. I was going to say, text us, John. I said, I, the, the state senator listens, so I know that um, he'll let us hey. know. <laughs> Yes. Just just this whole thing about like like sometimes people have this idea, Ursula, that people who get oh, they take advantage of those discounts and I can't believe they're <laughs> talking that. about me because I just made that argument. No, 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 no. I, no, it was some of the text lines as well. I, I, I just want to tell you something. Contrary to what you all might believe, people that are out here trying to take advantage of discounts and try to do those things different things. They aren't doing well financially. Like people doing well financially, most of the time. Now, if you want to talk about if you want to talk about taxes and getting away with that and how much of that happens, we can have that discussion too about people at above a tax bracket being able to take advantage of that, have a party, have a get together, and write all of those expenses off. We can talk about that. But I'm talking about people with low that make low income. They aren't balling like yeah. you think they are. I know. And you know what? I hear you loud and clear. Son and Bothell has the same perspective that you do, G. He says, you're looking at this. He's telling me, you're looking at this from a level playing field. Someone who earns barely enough to be able to pay for anything that gets that discount, $40 to them is very similar to someone who gets a decent amount of money and has to pay $400. You have to look at it from the income side, not from the level playing field. And I understand that as well. And I think that's what you were basically saying. Okay, speaking of money, can we talk about what's going on with Alaska Airlines flight attendants? This could affect you if you are someone who flies Alaska Airlines because they're saying pay us or expect chaos. The flight attendants have been picketing at SeaTac Airport and they're pushing for better wages. We have flight attendants who are living way below the poverty level. We have flight attendants who are going without food right now. The union representing Alaska's flight attendants has now voted to authorize a strike. Union President Paula Isla McGill says their members play a critical role in keeping travelers safe. And she points out to Cairo 7 TV what happened when that door panel blew out on a flight over Portland in January. Our leadership after that flight was um, very 
vocal about how we are heroes and how uh, they commended our professionalism and our skills, but then they tell us that our demands are economically unfeasible. So I think if we're heroes, then we deserve a living wage. Alaska Airlines officials say they are optimistic in the negotiations process. In a statement, they said that any talk of a strike is really a negotiating tactic. They're trying to reassure their... I mean, the last thing they need right now is one more thing that's going to cause disruptions, right? Uh, But they're saying many more steps would have to happen before a strike could actually take place, which is actually true. What would they say? Chaos or pay us? Is that that what they did? Pay us or expect chaos. Chaos. Tell you what, timing. Timing is everything. What a magical time to do this. Now, if we do have brothers and sisters that are flight attendants, from Alaska, go ahead and text us, kind of let us know a little bit what's going on, because outside of this news story, I don't know anything else other than what I am seeing. Well, I need help finding out what do Alaska Airlines flight attendants actually make, because yeah. when you look at some of the things online, it, they, that it seemed really low, but, but uh, flight attendants in general work 12 to 14 days and log anywhere from 65 to 85 flight hours on average each month, not including overtime. Yeah. They're paid only once those boarding doors are closed, which was news to me just like in the last couple of years. I didn't realize that. So they said I heard a soundbite. They said some of them can't eat. Well, they're saying that some. Okay, now. Yeah, I just just want to say I want to ask, like, please text in. I want to know if you can't eat. Okay, this this is the first. I, I don't know that. I think they're just basically trying to say it's like you have to make tough choices. Well, on food, their well, current well, salary. Well, food, food, just so yeah. you know, food insecurity, which is something that I talk yes. about with Safeway all the time, is a real thing. Yes. So the union is saying that they haven't had a pay raise in five years. Uh, what we could gather, and again, we need help from you all. If you are a flight attendant, 888-973-5476, help us out here because it says between sixty-five dollars and $130,000 a year. Um, this is actually the first time that Alaska Airlines flight attendants have authorized a strike in the last three decades. So I, mean, I think they're sending a strong message in a time when Alaska Airlines can't afford any more PR nightmares. However, um, it would be even worse if there was chaos because you've missed flights because of disruptions whether it's yeah, weather but, but, whether it's well yeah that was because of the uh, uh omicron that's right back to 2021 right. you know what i mean i i as far as alaska how they do do your boy they solid with me they don't you know but i do want to know about this topic because i i read this topic and i just want to really really weigh in on it if i can get a little bit more information I know y'all can, you know, the the eating part, and I do know that this is a great time to do it because does Alaska Airlines really want this (laughs) this disruption right now? No, you don't. You might have to go ahead and start paying these folks. No, but I found it interesting, though, in their statement that the airline said, hey, uh, any talk of this walkout Mm -hmm. is... um, part of their tactics and, and negotiating and, and and don't worry, we're going to do everything we can to minimize the disruptions. But in, in listening to some of the flight attendants who are picketing, they're saying, well, you know, it would be like these work stoppages. But the fact that 
they haven't authorized a strike in the last three decades. And in this case, I think the of the people voting, I think it was like 99% in favor is indicative of maybe how unhappy 99% of union members don't vote for shady walkouts just for leverage. That's right. not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's something to pay attention, but Alaska sounds like they are uh, optimistic that they're going to be able to figure out something in their negotiations. Stressing right now. Why is that? Because your long oh. list of don'ts for Valentine's Day? Yeah, I just got a, a text from my barber telling me that uh, he can't do my haircut today. <laughs> I was wondering why you were looking so Man, I'm stressed right now. Yeah. When I was talking about this story, and you're no. talking, thinking about your barber. Well, no, because Jesus. because this is what's about to happen, Ursula. Oh no, I'm, I'm telling you, this is what's about this to happen. This is what I have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> but don't y'all want to hear about what's on my mind, yeah, right? what's going on? Therapy teaches, teaches me that. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to get me a haircut today. Okay. But I'm going to go get me a haircut today, and it's going to be somebody that I might end up falling in love with. You cheating today? I might, of all no, days? I might break up. I might break up today. With your barber? Yes. This is not the time. This How was... long have you been with this barber? Hmm, let's see. I th- about seven months. Okay. Seven months. No, no, no. See, no, do you remember? Eight, eight, you, just a half hour ago, you said you don't forget. So he, he makes one cancellation, and now you're ready to give him up? No, he's opening the relationship right now. It's not breaking up. It just... Right now, there's not a ring on the finger. That's, you know what I mean? Not very forgiving. It's Valentine's Day. Oh, just thinking about it. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go see me a new barber today. I'm going to go find one. And if they do a good job, I'm going to get on one knee. Coming up next, we got the Valentine's Day don't do it list for me. And then Ursula's going to give you some do's on Valentine's Day. Jen Ursula... Ursula Show. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Coming up in an hour from now, something I'm very nervous about. And that is because we are opening up the phone lines to all of you. And you are going to call us at 888-973-5476. Yes, that is our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line as well. And we're going to let you say your Valentine's Day message to your loved one. Mm -hmm. This could be spectacular or it could be spectacularly disastrous. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are taking that risk because we love you. And I'm, it is Valentine's Day. I just want to let you know I'm in a better mood. I don't know if you can feel my energy when I walk back in here, Ursula. Yes. I went out there, found, called a barber, and I said, I'll be there at 1 o'clock. I need your best barber. Oh, and you got an appointment. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. So did you officially break up now with the other one? I mean, you know, it's not the breakup. I mean, that's the that's the chance you take. What if I go there and it's much better? I'm going to stay going. <laughs> Ursula, have you ever called up a business and said, yeah, this is Ursula Royteen. I'm going to be there at 2 o'clock today and I need your best stylist. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Is that never. bad? Is that bad? Never. <laughs> I have never used my name and my job in any capacity can that I, just, I can think of. Can I tell y'all something? 
keep it a buck. Uh huh. Yeah. I use my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to y'all. I use, look, this is important. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. Hey, sometimes I use my name. All right, let's get to it. Here are your do's and don'ts. Oh, you, no, your don'ts. Don'ts. You're, you're, you're going to get don'ts. the do's. Yep. Here we go. The do's, this is G. Scott's don't do it on Valentine's Day list. Number one, don't ignore the day. Not acknowledging this day can and will lead to disappointment. Trust me, they care. Okay, chef. Number two, don't last minute plan. All it does is put stress on you uh, and then you'll end up being limited. You'll be the person. Find yourself in a Safeway card aisle standing there looking at leftover cards made by Tubi. Number three, don't buy that gift on the side of the road. Just don't do it. Just don't. Number four, don't overspend. While it's nice to splurge on Valentine's Day, it's also important to kind of set that budget. Overspending doesn't necessarily lead to a better celebration. Number five, simple. Don't make a promise this afternoon that you can't keep later tonight. Okay. Mm. Wait, sorry. I'm talking. I'm laughing like Dick Dastardly. Uh, uh, What are you talking about, G? What promises? Like, I mean, whatever. I mean, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Okay. Okay. Don't be sending them texts. After dinner tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then tonight. (laughs) 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 Number, Number six. Don't forget to express love and appreciation. No matter what you do today. Please tell them at least one thing that you appreciate. Number seven, don't brag too much. Don't be boastful. Don't throw it out in people's faces. Understand in all seriousness, there are people that have lost their loved ones, and this can be a hard day for them. Number eight, don't celebrate your ex-boo more than your current boo. Giving them that extra than more than your current is not a good look. That is a violation. Number nine, don't spoil your coworkers more than your significant other. Today is not the day to bring up anything related to my work wife or work husband. Don't be the one that says I'm baking cookies and bringing all this stuff to work, and then you come home and see Steve, and you just don't pay him. No, never mind. You can't do that. And last but not least, number 10, don't take them to a place to eat that you've been with with your ex. So you don't want to go to this new place and they're like, hey, Larry. And then she's like, oh, so you've been here before? It makes it awkward the rest of the time. That's a really good comprehensive list, G. And I love the fact that you came up with this great list based on your own personal experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Ursula, thank you for reminding people. You know, you know, G. You said uh, don't don't make any promises about later in the evening that you can't fulfill. <laughs> the same goes for uh, gift certificates, personal gift certificates. Here's a gift certificate for a one hour massage oh, from me at any time that you you choose in the future. Those coupon books that you give—that's the worst <laughs> gift. They uh, never the get cash. That no one's ever going to cash, no. and you're hoping that they don't. Okay, I'm going to give a couple of do's, and I actually didn't write these out. So I'm going to have to, because I was thinking more of don'ts, but 
uh, let your actions speak louder than those gifts that you buy. Oh. I think if you are consistent in showing your love and appreciation for your partner, Mm -hmm. that goes so much further than any gift that you buy at the drugstore or any bouquet of flowers. Although don't underestimate the flowers. Like your Saturday gift coming up. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. There's there's another one. (laughs) Don't underestimate experiences. Right? I mean, experiences, especially when you're at this point in in the relationship like Mark and I are. We've been married so long. Mm -hmm. If I want to get something, I can generally just buy it for myself. But Mm -hmm. what can we do together as a couple? So I've shared that we are going to Vegas, which he knows is a place that I really enjoy. And I was supposed to actually initially go with girlfriends. And uh, my two girlfriends had to back out for very good reasons. Mm -hmm. And Mark said, you know what? I'll go with you. And we just found out we're going to, thanks to G, he convinced me because we were like, do I want to spend this much money for tickets to the, uh, what do you call that? The Sphere. For you to watch you too. Yeah. And G, you said, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're doing it. Come on now. Yeah, we're doing doing it. I feel spoiled. You need to promise Mm -hmm. the G and Ursa Show listeners that you will post this on the good old Facebook. Don't don't post it on Cairo. Post it on the G and Ursa Facebook page. You know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe I should just spread some love on the Cairo page. Yeah, you know what? We we should start celebrating there. The other thing that I would say is uh, don't underestimate the power of a beautiful handwritten card. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite gifts of all. Chef, don't even try to get in this conversation. No, he, Chef's going to nail it, I know. Okay, so first of all, thank you for your very thoughtful suggestions and helpful suggestions. <laughs> so this is my oh, number well. one don't. Don't send your significant other flowers at the office because y'all making the rest of us look bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Office. Thou shalt not purchase roses from the gas station, especially if they come with a pair of undergarments. <laughs> if you're planning to get romantic, we all know about garlic, but do not make, order, or consume spicy meatballs. That's very, very important. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, make make sure you're clear on expectations before today. Uh, gee, you referenced me in your list. I realized around 9.30 this morning, I texted my wife, Gabby, and I said, hey, just to be clear, because we're having my father-in-law over, we're cook- he's cooking us dinner, you know, we're going to put out the candles and everything, but it's going to be a family deal. And I said, just wanted to make sure uh, we're not getting anything for each other today, right? And she wrote back immediately and said, well, I did get you a card, but no pressure. I don't expect one from you, just your undying love. So now I'm now I'm scrambling. I might have to call in at 1130 today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. chef's calling in. <laughs> okay, no, no. Yes, bingo. Yes, Do, chef. Yeah, have her listen at 1130. Yes, yes. This is exactly what we need. This I'm going to be answering phones. I don't know if we're going to have time. We have to defer to listeners before my personal life, right? Yeah. 1130, y'all. Make sure you call in. <laughs> like I said, please, my nerves are just frazzled already just thinking about it. So help, help me. And I'm trying to, I got to. I got to give some type of prize. It can't be monetarily, of course, no, no, no. to someone who has the, you know, who I feel like is the best. And, and I felt it was really sincere. Maybe it's something like where I mentioned their name for five days in a row or something. I don't know. Or two days in a row. Something good. Some, I wanted some good ones at 1130. 
and I want to learn some lessons too. Hey, uh, coming up in scenarios. <laughs> wait, wait, hold, hold up, hold what, up. What, what? So I know we're late. <laughs> Chris Sullivan, Sully, just said he texted in. How is Chef still married? <laughs> I can ask you the same thing, Chris. Uh, oh, hey, uh, coming up next in scenarios. Find out this person thinks that this is a Valentine's Day trap. Next, you know, slow. It is the Gene Ursula Show. Hey, real quick, um, before we get to scenarios, I have a question for you, and you don't have to answer it right now. You just think about it, and we'll come back to it to get that answer. Someone texted in from the 206, and he said, why are G and Ursula constantly laughing way too much and too often? And so here's my question for you. What do you enjoy more, whether it is with your news or just in general? Anger or laughter? We'd love to hear from you, and we'll maybe address that later on. Anger or laughter? For- See, I was going to try to get through a segment without laughing, but just the fact that you're posing that question. You know, sometimes we need stress relief, but for some people, maybe it is too much laughter. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. I'm, I'm being serious. Maybe there there is. Uh, all right, let's get to it. Scenarios. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. It's a trap. My girlfriend and I agreed that we wouldn't do anything for Valentine's Day. No gifts, no cards, no date. It was actually her idea to save money, and I went along with it. Now, I'm freaking out because I think this is a trap. Does she still expect something? Am I in trouble if I don't do something? Am I in more trouble if I do? What if she's planning a surprise and I have nothing planned for her? Disappointing her is worse than making her angry. But if she gets angry, she might not get over it. I truly need help with this topic. 888-973-5476 is a Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. Ursula, you up the bat first. The fact that you think it, it, it could be a trap leads me to believe that there are some issues within your relationship. Lack of trust, lack of communication. Right. I would also say that I don't think there's anything wrong with surprising her if you have it in your heart that you want to do something and vice versa. Chef, you just shared the story about how you called your wife in a panic this morning and you both were making sure that, hey, we're not expecting anything. Yeah, but she's actually doing something. And she is doing something. (laughs) And now... We've done this before for for Christmas. Uh, And she got me something. I had ended up getting her something because I was worried she was going to do it. Yes. This is a really difficult one because if you are the person who gets the other person a gift, you're not being kind. You're being kind of a jerk. Because you're going to make them feel bad for receiving a present, you're not going to make them feel good. So if you're doing it out of your sense of obligation, like, I know we said, but I feel like, just don't. Follow the rules of engagement. Can I? Hold hold firm. Can I suggest something, though? Maybe do something a little bit different and decide not to have that pact with each other. And allow yourselves, hey, whatever it is, there's no pressure. If you decide to do something, great. If you don't, that's fine, too. 
All right, that might be safe 40 years in, 30 years in, Sorry, 20 years in. Here I go. <laughs> but if you're again. in like year zero through five, this is much more fraught territory. <laughs> I mean, we read into our text messages as though they're like cryptic tomes and riddles. Early on in relationships, right? You okay, Ursula? Yes, yes. Okay, stop. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, you're, you're, you're not going to go wrong if you surprise her and actually get something. And, get, and, and the thing I said during our break, as I was looking at Chef and thinking, how have you stayed married when you've got this packed? Chef, when I was sick, and also when uh, my mom passed away, both times you came and brought meals for our family and they were some of the most delicious meals we've ever had. I mean, my son kept coming back and eating that pork uh, and it it was wiped out. And I'm just going to say that I think every day you do things. You've also brought beautiful bouquets over to the house where these are things that Chef grows himself and you put together. So I don't think you're giving the full story. And I think those things will trump anything that you could buy in the store. Thanks, Ursula. No, this is truth. Thank you. Let me give you the player, player way of doing things. You ready? Here's what you do. You actually get them a present, right? And you put it up under the bed. And then it's under the bed. And then tonight, whatever happens, you're prepared. Now, if she does follow through with the plan, you're good to go. And then tomorrow morning on the 15th, call her up and say, I know you said you didn't want to do anything for the 14th, but I got you something for the 15th. Look up under the bed. Player, player. Player, player. Beat her at her own game. Hey, come on, that. By the way, I just made that up (laughs) on the fly. That is an excellent idea. All right. Uh, Nick, what you got, I got something here. Well, I'll just say the fish line for me is hanging in the open waters on this scenario. Kind of sounds like a story very familiar to me and goes back to our do's and don'ts of the Valentine's Day, going back to remembering the day. I know she says she's not the more extravagant type with the gifts and ideas for going out, but more often than not, they just don't want to say it out loud that they really do care. So in my opinion, play it safe, make a good effort with the surprise because a pleasant surprise to me seems safer than potential disappointment, even though she might be hiding that reaction truly. Wise words. Old I like soul. it, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> old soul. soul. Are you kind of um, conscious a little bit? Conscious of yeah, uh, B, laughing? Because B and Puyallup said that B noticed around year three-ish that my laugh started sounding like your laugh. So if I were you, I would be... What? If I were you, I would take that as an insult because my laugh is horrendous. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's good stuff. I think, I think the jury has spoken, though. Our G and Ursula show listeners yeah, need the laughter. No, they, they need the laughter. They, they've, they've definitely spoken. No doubt about it. Uh, All right. The 11 o'clock hour is coming up next, and I can't believe Brady didn't circle me up again. But anyway, in the 11 o'clock hour, 1130, we're going to take listener calls for Valentine's Day. This is an opportunity for you to say, as Ursula says, sweet nothings to your boo. And it is an opportunity for Chef to make up to his. All that next. Gene Ursula.